0: this week's episode of capital region high school sports the podcast well there's just an awful lot to get to basketball hockey wrestling indoor track Uh, so much stuff so little time but we're going to get to it all this is rob jonas editor of capital region high school sports.com welcome to episode eight of capital region high school sports the podcast let's start with high school basketball. On the boys' side, we're at the quarterfinal mark in the class AA boys basketball playoffs. All these games are going to be taking place on Saturday, February 23rd, over at Hudson Valley Community College. All the top seeds um, are going to be involved here, which means we got number one Bethlehem playing uh eighth seed of LaSalle. LaSalle defeated Schenectady. Um, 66 to 54 on Wednesday. Um, you got the four-five matchup between CBA and Green Tech. CBA advanced to the quarterfinals with an 80 to 61 victory over Gilderland, While Green Tech searched past sh- number 12 Shaker, the 12th season Shaker with Blue Bison, 84 to 64. So I remember last week I said that the you know Quarterfinal matchup between CBA and Green Tech could be a very interesting one. Well, we've got it, so we'll see how that game plays out. That's actually going to be the first of the four AA quarterfinal games that will be taking place over at HVCC on Saturday. So get there at 2 o'clock to see which of those two private schools will be moving on to the semifinal round. On the other side of the bracket, we've got second seed Saratoga facing Colony seven-seeded Garnet Rangers defeated Albany uh, 62-36 on Wednesday, and the other quarterfinal game is the third-seeded Shenandoah 'er Plainsman against six-seeded Columbia. The Blue Devils took care of business against Luskiyuna, winning 57-37 in their opening round game. So really, no surprises on the Class AA front. In Class A, all the quarterfinal games are taking place Sunday at HVCC, and just like it was with the double A's, the A's really kind of followed suit. Um, the only mild surprise, if you can call it that, uh, 10th seeded Boston Spot defeated 7th seeded Amsterdam 74 to 65 to get into the quarterfinals against second seeded Gloversville. All the other matchups on Sunday pretty much. Again, fall in line with the higher seeds advancing. Top-seeded Troy will be taking on 8th-seeded Queensbury. Queensbury defeated ninth seeded um, Scotia Glenville 67-53 on Wednesday. Also, uh, McKeel Christian Academy, who's new to the Class, B, class A field rather this year, uh, they advanced with a convincing 87-32 victory over 13th-seeded Bishop McGinn. They will be taking on Lansingburg. The 5th seeded Knights disposed of 12th seeded Burn Hills, Boston Lake, 71-53, to 53, also on Wednesday. So we do have that intriguing matchup that I talked about last week yet again. McKeel versus Lansingburg. That will be at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Should be very interesting. Again, McKeel, rather young team. Lansingburg, very experienced. However, the talent level of McKeel is fairly high. We'll have to see whether that young talent McKeel will uh, be able to handle Lansenburg. I already mentioned uh, Gloversville playing Boston Spa. The other uh, quarterfinal matchup on that side of the bracket will be third-seeded Aver Park against its former Suburban Council rival, now member of the Colonial Council the Defending Class A champs defeated uh, Catholic Central 62-37. Um, we'll have to see how well Mohansen matches up with April Park this year. you got to figure that with Mohansen's experience from last year, it seems like it should be a game that Mohansen can win. But then again, April Park's been rather tough on the Suburban Council this year. And as I've said before, and I'll say it again, in Class A, whenever you've got a really good, you know, Suburban Council team, or at least a really competitive Suburban Council team, in the mix chances are that team's going to have the advantage but Mahan is only one year removed from playing in suburban council so again anything is possible here on the class B front we've got uh, quarterfinal matchups taking place um, Friday night at Hudson Valley and at uh, Shenandoah um, not too many surprises here either all the top seeds, well, almost all the top seeds advanced. The lone exception, 6 seeded Hudson. They were uh, upended by uh, the 11th seeded Mechanicville Red Raiders, 69-66. So Mechanicville will be taking on 3rd seeded Ravalite, which disposed of Bishop Gibbons, 101-56, to 56, back on Tuesday. On that same side of the bracket, you got Glens Falls, 2nd seeded Indians, defeated Greenville so they'll be taking on 7th seeded Johnstown which defeated uh, Tamarack who by the way was one of the most improved basketball teams this year Uh, they went from being a 4 win team in 2017-2018 to a team that uh, contended for the Western League title this year Um, on the upper half of the bracket all the top uh, seeds advanced there so that means Shaumont, the number one seed, will be taking on eighth seed Skylerville. Um and fourth seed at Catskill will be facing uh the number five seed Final Fultonville. So um should be some entertaining games on Friday night. And Class C. Well, once again, not a lot of surprises here. Um Realistically speaking, there weren't any surprises whatsoever. It's all the top seeds. So, you got Lake George taking on Skahari. That's the 1 versus 8 matchup. You got Chatham facing off against Mayfield in the 4-5 matchup. Uh, Hoosick Falls facing Kanji Harry in the 2-7 matchup. And Maple Hill, the number 3 seed, taking on 6 seed Granville. So... Um, A lot of interesting games taking place there. Um, Top half of the bracket will be playing there. Quarterfinal games on Friday. Lake George will be facing Schahari over at Hudson Valley. While Chatham and Mayfield take on each other over at Shenandoah. The other two uh, quarterfinal games will be contested on Saturday um, over at Hudson Valley before the double A's take place. Uh, So... The claws and Harry will be playing at twelve thirty, which will be preceded by Maple Hill versus Greenville at eleven. So, get after those games. Finally, Class D, we have our quarterfinal matchups here, and yet again, uh, really no major surprises. The um, Class, you know, actually pretty much all all the Section Two boys basketball brackets have been with an exception here or there, they've all kind of followed form here with the top seeds advancing. So, Oppenheim, Ephrata, St. Johnsville, which is your top seed, they'll be facing New Lebanon Saturday over Stillwater High School. Um, number four, Hartford will be facing North Warren, the fifth seed. Um, number two, Germantown will be taking on the seventh seed of Northville Falcons. And the third-seeded Cardinals will be facing their Adirondack League rival Argyle out of, you know, the number six seed. So that's basically your look at the boys' basketball brackets here. Um, Again, really not a lot of surprises right now, but there's still room for some upsets um, going forward. So it should be interesting to see how that all plays out. Okay, we got through the boys basketball. Let's get to the girls basketball. And basically, everything is now into the semifinal rounds on the girls basketball side. Uh, the last two classes to move into uh, the semifinals were class AA and class A. Those games, the quarterfinal games, took place back on Thursday night. And again, a lot of status quo here. Uh, top four seeds. On the uh, girls basketball side in class AA advanced, uh, Shenandoah uh, East passed Niskiuna 59 42. So the top seed advances to face defending section two class AA champ Colony. The four seeded Gardner Raiders uh, got by a very good Guerrero team 59 54 in their quarterfinal game. Um, just a side note, I'm glad to see that Guerrero really has turned a corner this year um, they've got some great young talent so I anticipate that the next couple of years should be really good ones for the Lady Dutch on the lower half of the bracket or the other half of the bracket as it were and second seeded Albany uh, fended off Bethlehem 56-47 Bethlehem is another very good young team um, I expect some improvement from them next year um, and third-seeded Saratoga defeated uh, six-seeded Shaker 59-50. to 50. So you've got Albany versus Saratoga and Shen versus Colony. Those games will be taking place Wednesday, February 27th over at Hudson Valley Community College. So, you got that. On the Class A front, again, top four seeds, all advanced, although 3rd Amsterdam was tested by Troy. Uh, the uh, Amsterdam running Rams pulled out a 70-64 winning double overtime uh, on Thursday with Jackie Sandovich scoring 32 points and basically playing every second of that game. Um, so kudos to Amsterdam for getting past Troy. Troy was very good this year. Um, second, they'll be, Amsterdam will be facing Queensbury, their footless council rival. Uh, Queensbury took care of business against Spring Hills, Boston Lake, with a 75-33 win in the quarterfinals. So, it'll be a chance for Queensbury now to avenge their loss to Amsterdam uh, at the very end of the regular season. On the upper half of the bracket, April Park, the top seed, dispatched Boston Spa, 67-36, in a some rural council teams. So April Park will be facing the Holy Names, which defeated uh, Gloversville 55 to 44. April Park is gunning for their sixth straight um, Section 2 Class A title, so it will be very interesting to see whether or not Holy Names, which has you know been very good as a defensive team this year, can slow down April Park and perhaps even pull off an upset. Those uh, semifinal games on the Class A front. Will also be contested on February 27th, this upcoming Wednesday, over at HVCC. The Class B bracket, that's where we have our, you know, probably our biggest surprise, but not if you listened to my podcast last week when I was saying that Fonda Fultonville had a chance to make some noise, and they sure as heck did. They uh, first beat Corinth, then they took down Voorheesville. And then on Wednesday, they knocked off Shawmut, So the 13th seeded Fonda Fultonville Braves are now into the semifinals where they'll face top seeded Tamarack, which got past a very good Hudson team, 52-47. Uh, the other half of the bracket has uh, Mechanicville, the number two seed, facing uh, number three seeded McKeel Christian Academy. Mechanicville took care of business against Ichabod Crane, 57-37. That was a game where Mechanicville used a big third quarter to um, pull away from the Riders. And McKeel, um, they had to rally past uh, Johnstown 48-34. to So, those Class B semifinal games will be taking place Tuesday over at April Park High School. Um, We'll have to see if Fonda can keep this uh, ride going for itself. Uh, Tamarack has been... Solid all year long, but as I said, Class B I felt was probably the most even uh, in terms of talent. Uh, So Fonda could very easily be Tamarack, just depends on how well um, Fonda plays that day. And McKeel and Mechanicville again, McKeel they went to the Class C finals last year uh, they've got some talented girls back from that group Mechanicville has been very strong in the uh, Wasseran this year so could be up in the air on that one in class C well that one we've had some interesting uh, results as well most notably second seeded Hoosier Valley was upended by their and league rivals Huzick Falls, 49-36 to 36 in the quarterfinals. So the 7th seeded Huzik Falls Panthers will be in the semifinals against 3rd seeded Maple Hill who took down the team I kind of thought might have a shot at winning this whole thing Lake George. Um, Maple Hill prevailed 60-52. to 52. Um, The thing about Maple Hill is they've got great balance in their offense. They don't rely on any one particular player To provide the majority of the points. So that's why Maple Hill was able to beat Lake George. Lake George, you know, a lot of their offense goes through Grayson Bennett. And certainly that was the case in the quarterfinal game. But, you know, Maple Hill, with that balance that they have, was able to overcome that. So it'll be interesting to see if Maple Hill can now take down Hoosick Falls instead of Fusik Valley, who I thought you know, could also, you know, make a run at the uh, championship. But uh, Maple Hill's got a you know, Maple Hill's got a favorable matchup here. i will have to see if they can knock off Fusick Falls. On the other half of the bracket, you've got top seed Cambridge going up against four seed Warrensburg. Uh, Cambridge handled Greenwich 69-50 while Warrensburg uh, eked out a 57-56 victory over 5th seed burnox Westerlow um, I mean right now though the way the Phillips sisters are playing for Cambridge you know Sophie and Lily um, they scored the majority of their point of their team's points in the win over Greenwich I anticipate the same thing will happen against Warrensburg Warrensburg is just going to have to find a way to uh, offset that but Cambridge right now looks like they have a pretty good road to the final. Uh, those semifinal games, by the way, Class C will be taking place on Tuesday night over Colony High School. So this is an opportunity for um, you know people within a short drive of the obviously, Skinnock Detroit area, to see some of these other teams that play up north, um, especially Cambridge and Warrensburg. I think that's a game that you know should generate a lot of interest. I mean these are two highly talented teams. I think it's worth you know checking out. Even if you aren't from one of those schools, you should go see you know these class C semifinal games. On the Class D front, uh, really no surprises. You know, top four seeds all advanced to the semifinals, Uh, top seed for Edward. Uh, won a defensive battle against uh, their Adirondack League rival Whitehall 38-27 back on Tuesday. They'll be taking on 4th-seeded North Warren, which dispatched uh, Germantown 61-44. On the other side of the bracket, uh, 2nd-seeded Hartford, um, which almost always finds a way to be in that Final Four, if not the Final Two um, in Class D. Uh, They prevailed over Argyle, 54-38. Hartford will be taking on Notre Dame Bishop Gibbons, uh, which was my dark horse pick in Class D. Uh, The Lady Knights uh, took care of business against Heatley, 39-31. So those four Class D semifinal games will be taking place on Monday, February 25th, over at Boston Spa High School. So, again, it's an opportunity for... You know, high school sports fans who don't generally get to see some of these teams, especially from the north country, um, it gives gives you guys an opportunity to see them play. So, get out there and support Section Two athletics. So, that takes care of basketball. When we get back, it's hockey. Yes, we got to talk hockey because. We're going into uh, rapid-fire mode with the way they've got things scheduled for the semifinals and finals in the Division I playoffs. So when I get back, we're talking hockey here on Capital Region High School Sports, the podcast. Welcome back to Capital Region High School Sports, the podcast with me, Rob Jones from CapitalRegionHighSchoolSports.com. Well, it's time to talk hockey because the Section Two Division One playoffs are coming down to the final three games, and they're all taking place this weekend over at Union College. The semifinals are Saturday, and the matchups there are top seed Bethlehem against four seed Christian Brothers Academy, and number two seed uh, number two seed Shenandoah facing off against number six. Burnhill's Boston Spa. Yes, Burnhill's Boston Spa did pull off a 4-3 triple overtime win over Saratoga Springs to make it to the semifinals. Of course, Burnhill's Boston Spa, I've talked at length about them. They had such a great thing going for about the first two months of the season. Then things kind of fell apart for them. Uh, They went winless in I think their last six or seven uh, Capital District High School Hockey League games. Although they did manage to tie uh, Bethlehem during that stretch, 2-2. Of course, Burnhouse Boston Spa also owns a victory over Bethlehem. And they own a victory over Shenandoah, which is their semifinal opponent. So, things are going to be very interesting on Saturday. Um, Maybe not so much with the Bethlehem-CBA matchup. I still think that Bethlehem's offense is going to be a little too much for CBA to handle. But that Shen-Burton boston Spa game ought to be very, very interesting given the fact that Burnhouse boston Spa shut out Shen 3-0 the first time they met. Uh, I wouldn't put it past Burnhouse boston Spa at this point to uh, upset Shen in the semifinals and get to the finals against Bethlehem. But uh, we'll just have to see. And then, as I said, the championship game is going to be taking place the very next night on Sunday, so... Really, these uh, four teams, whoever whoever gets through all this, you know, and wins the Section 2 title, more power to them. Because that's, you know, two high-intensity games in a row. And it's not always easy to win in those kind of circumstances. Now, one thing that all these teams will have to be aware of is once they, once whoever wins the Section 2 title gets into the regionals and possibly state level as well the amount of time that they're going to have per period is going to be going down Um, just a few weeks ago and I didn't update you on all this but uh, a few weeks ago the New York State Public High School Athletic Association at their winter meeting uh, decided to revert uh, back to the 15 minute periods um, instead of the 17 minute periods for the regional and state level playoffs. Uh, this was because there was a, <clears throat> I don't know if you call it a dispute, but basically the union that uh, represents the ice hockey officials uh, wanted a 13% pay increase because of the added time um, that um, the state had gone with for regular season games. And this created a bit of a problem because I don't think it was budgeted. So the state uh, athletic association had to decide whether to uh, revert things back to the 15 minute periods for the regionals in the states. Or if they were going to you know, try to keep it with the 17 minute periods. Ultimately, it was a split decision that was... Uh, decided by the chairman of the uh, hockey uh, subcommittee or hockey committee. Um, and they are reverting back to the 15-minute uh, periods in hockey. Whether this actually will then extend into next hockey season, I do not know. Um, you would think that maybe they will you know, revisit it um, when they start talking about the upcoming 2019-2020 season, but for now, they're going to revert back to the 15-minute periods for the uh, regionals and states in hockey. And this is also going to be applicable to Queensbury, um, our region's um, Division II representative in the regionals and states, um, because they will be dealing with that directly. So, anyway, that is a quick look at the what's going on in hockey. The big statewide event this weekend in this region is the New York State High School Wrestling Championships taking place over at the Times Union Center. As I record this right now, the afternoon session is underway over at the Times Union Center. Um, we're in the first couple rounds of the state tournament. After today we'll have our semi-finalists in the large and small school divisions and the finals will be taking place on Saturday night. Now. There are three Section 2 wrestlers who are seeded first in their weight classes. Uh, Shenandoah's Steve O'Poulin, who went undefeated this year. He's the top seed in the large school, 106-pound weight class. Uh, Maple Hill's Trent Svengala. He is the number one seed in the Division Two or the small school, 132-pound weight division. And Zach Lawrence from Dwaynesburg who is a 46-0 record going into this weekend, he's the number one overall seed in the Division II 152-pound weight division, or weight class. So, now, when you're seeded number one, the expectations, of course, are that you at least get to the semifinals, if not to the finals. But in wrestling, anything can happen. So, I obviously wish the... You know, number one seeds all good luck this weekend, as well as all the other Section 2 wrestlers who will be at the Times Union Center today and Saturday. Um, some other quick notes here from uh, the wrestling brackets. Uh, I was heartened to see that Nolan McNeil from Warrensburg uh, was seeded uh, number three in uh, the 195-pound weight division for Division 2. Um, he suffered an injury uh, during his championship match against Kukseki Athens Devin Shader uh, at the Section Two Championships, and wound up losing by injury default. And it wasn't—I I was unsure if um, McNeil would be able to wrestle in the state tournament. But not only is he healthy enough to wrestle. He was also seeded one spot higher than Shader, who enters, uh, stays as number four seed in the 195-pound weight class. So, maybe there will be a rematch. You never know. As I said in wrestling, anything can happen. Um, Top seeds sometimes don't even get out of quarterfinals. It's a very intense tournament. You know, one loss and you wind up, you know, in the wrestlebacks, so for you know everybody who's going you know through this, it's it's a tough tournament. A lot of great wrestlers. Uh, past success does not necessarily ensure future success. So we'll have to see how Section Two does at states. But good luck to everybody, and you know may the best wrestler win. Section 2 Boys Swimming and Diving Championships took place last weekend over at the Shenandoah Aquatic Center. Uh, in Division 1, the team title went to Shen, which basically owned the meet. They finished with five, 501 points, while Niskiuna finished second with 383 points. Uh, Shen's depth of talent was what really propelled the Plainsman to such a dominating victory. Uh, they seemed to have several swimmers in each of the uh, finals, uh, the championship heats that is, and it was just too tough for anyone to keep up with the Plainsmen. Um, Jackson Homan led Shen with a couple of individual victories, uh, the 200-yard individual medley, and the 100-yard breaststroke, uh, and Brian Liu was also a double winner. He took first place in the 50-yard freestyle and the 100-yard backstroke. So, that was Division One. Division Two, that one came down to the wire. Uh, Albany Academy had a significant lead about midway through the, um, midway through the meet. And then, um, Glens Falls had a really strong performance in the 100-yard backstroke with uh, swimmers taking 3rd, 4th, and 5th to... Dramatically close the gap. Uh, going into the final event of the day, uh, Albany Academy led by five and a half points. So, if Glens Falls won the 400 yard freestyle relay, Glens Falls would have had the opportunity to take the uh, team title away from Albany Academy. However, Queensbury came in and wound up dominating the 400 yard free relay. So, Glens Falls wound up second, Albany Academy finished third um so the best that Glen falls could do was gain two points on albany academy so the cadets wound up winning the team title with 399 points uh with glens falls finishing second with 395 and a half points um there were several outstanding swimmers in division two uh led by albany academy's um Albany Academy's, I gotta look at his name again Bryce Henkel, there he is Albany Academy's Bryce Henkel uh, he wound up winning the 200 and 500 yard freestyles and he swam on two winning relay teams for Albany Academy so he was primarily responsible for uh, Academy's team victory, uh, his brother Braden Henkel, he also um, came away with a victory in the 100 yard breaststroke and um, he also placed second The 200 yard individual medley. Um, There are some other guys that wound up winning a pair of individual events. Queensbury's David Walton, he won the 200 yard individual medley and the 100 yard backstroke. And then Gloversville Mayfield's Danny Hellu, um, he wound up winning the 50 and 100 yard freestyle events. So, congratulations to all the individual and team champions um, at the Boys Swimming and Diving Championships. Uh, Next up for a lot of these swimmers will be the state meet in a couple weeks. Finally, indoor track. A lot of repeat uh, champions um, at sectionals this year. Division 1, Shen Girls and Shen Boys each won their fourth consecutive uh, Section 2 titles, each one prevailing over Saratoga Springs. Uh, Division 2, Miskeena Girls, they also won their fourth straight championship. Columbia Boys repeated as the uh, boys champion, Division 2. Division 3, you had the Mahanson Girls. Uh, repeating as champs, as well as the Albany Academy boys team. And in Division 4, Greenwich won his 4th Street uh, girls team title. Uh, Stillwater, um, they doubled up, or almost doubled up, found Fultonville, uh, 141-72. to uh, Stillwater winning the Section 2 title there. So last status quote, as far as the team titles go, As far as individuals, there are far too many to mention, Um, but there will be a very good Section 2 contingent going on to the state meet, um, which will be taking place in a couple weeks down in Staten Island. So, that's a quick, quick look at the indoor track sectionals for 2019. That's it for another marathon edition of Capital Region High School Sports, the podcast. This is Rob Jonas, the editor of Capital Region High School Sports.com. Mm-hmm. Just reminding you that I publish a new podcast every Friday during the high school sports season. So next week we'll be taking a look at what happened with the uh, Section 2 basketball semifinals, as well as previewing all the Section 2 basketball finals, look back at the hockey uh, championship. And whatever else is happening, including wrestling. So, again, this is Rob Jonas. Thank you for listening. Uh, Talk to you all next week.